Amen. All right, well, welcome to the Women of War. <laughs> Praise God. The enemy has been displaced. Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. What's wrong? All right, I'm just going to read briefly um, what's being passed around, the overview of Women of War. Women of War started out as a vision given to Melvin during prayer. She was instructed to equip and educate women in the fierce battle of the second heaven. Melvin's aim is to bring practical and biblical understanding and experiential evidence about Satan and his role historically on the church. Are y'all ready to prepare for battle? <laughs> Are we preparing for the second coming? <laughs> Amen. <laughs> so with Women of War... We are preparing through prayer, humility, and obedience to God's word. We're developing an attitude of battle. We're breaking all allegiance to the world system and destroying all demonic connection of idolatry. Amen. Repentance, renewing the mind. Our goals are to know and understand our role as women of war or men of war. Amen. <laughs> to apply the word learned in defense warfare and apply an offensive warfare. And our, our other goal is to build a true foundation of the Berean Christian. And that means studying the word. <laughs> our values and learning outcomes are rightfully dividing the word of truth, rightfully, so that means you can wrong, wrongfully divide. So rightfully divide the word of truth, according to our teacher, pastor. Become effective communicators, um, we're going to learn how to create and maintain healthy relationships with one another, with our families, co-workers, the public, the lost. Amen. Um, we're going to learn to live in his rest full time, 100%, live in his rest. And we have the ability to make the right choices and stick with them. The overall goal of Women of War is to accomplish um, experience genuine freedom from bondage, freedom from bondage, and thrive as a Christian. Amen. Melvin anticipates God's glory on the lives of all participants, set free from mental anguish, fear, depression, sexual perversion, pornography, heartaches, financial bondage, broken and dysfunctional relationships, paralysis, and every, every demonic oppression amen praise the lord praise the lord shabbat the lord shabbat our god hallelujah hallelujah i never get tired of praising god every moment is a moment for me to praise i want to give him my all hallelujah make my father proud of me glory to god i love you son a lot of sons and daughters. Glory to God. I love you, Carmen. <laughs> wow. I have the privilege to introduce to some and also for those who already know Cindy, Evangelist Cindy. She is a woman of God. She has a testimony. She's been tried for her call as an evangelist. And the enemy always tried to come for your purpose. And he'll use those on your job or even those who's closest to you to get you 
off of track to get you out of your purpose and stumbling block. But I'm very thankful that you've stayed the course in the because there's so many people that's in your soul that needs to be drawn to the body of Christ. I thank you for the, the burden of pressing upon you for other people to come to Christ. And there's a cry within you for that. And God knows that. That's why he called you for that purpose. So I thank God for you. I honor the anointing that's on your life. That God has placed you in the body of Christ. I thank you for the excellence of your renewal of your relationship with God. Holy Spirit just be giving you words when you talk. He does. You know what? He, because he looks in your heart and you be like, is that me that you're talking about? He said, because he just said that. See, prophets, I didn't even, that was not my thought, Barbara. But Holy Spirit reached in and he imparted it in your heart. And I discern what he put in your heart. That there has been a renewal of your relationship. You hear me? A renewal. And we have to do that. Not that you have to come physically to an altar, but at times it needs to be a renewal of your relationship. Because you get so comfortable with God that you put him on the shelf and you deal with him every now and then. And because the chaos of the world seem to overtake us sometimes. And we, we put God on the shelf and we try to figure it out. We've been in control. But I praise God for the renewal of your relationship and the spirit of excellence. Amen. Glory to God. So I welcome you. I open the floor for Evangelist Cindy Lassender, woman of God, bringing forth and grab the word to change your very direction. We praise you for her. Thank you for your teaching of the Hebrew language. Praise God. And for those that don't know the interpretation of that, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. I just want to thank the Lord today for this precious opportunity to um, be an avatar for him once again. Um, to be used of the Lord. Isn't that awesome? I mean, to think that he chose me. <laughs> Praise God. Praise God. He's pretty awesome. Yes, Lord. I just thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Um, I just want to um, thank. It's going to be, I know I have 15 minutes, so I'm thinking I'm not going to have enough to say for 15 minutes, but I don't know what Holy Spirit's going to do. So I'm just going to take a seat in the back and let Holy Spirit does what he do best. Consistent. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Amen. Praise God. Um, the title of the message that the Lord has given me is Spiritual Persuasion. And I was supposed to have spoken a, bit, a couple of months back last year, but through that time, I was, like, was kind of like, okay, okay, good, not speaking. 
my, you know, because other events kept coming up, but I was like, okay. Um, so I didn't have a chance to speak, but at, at that time, the Lord had given me a couple of different titles for his message today. And so at the end of December, Holy Spirit said, listen, stop asking me for a title. Let's, let's, get the, let's do some study and get the word, and then I'll give you your title at the end. So as Minister Mel knows, because they had given her a couple of different titles that the Lord had given me. And so this is how I um, um, was presented with the title of the Spirit of Persuasion, praise God. And the reason that Holy Spirit feels that this is important in this hour, because we are constantly being bombarded with thoughts of negativity, thoughts that, even the thoughts from the inside, that God doesn't exist, okay? From the outside, at work, friends, family, coworkers, you see it on television, internet, everywhere you go, the presence of God has been voided, okay? Nobody's really representing the king, king of kings, okay? Praise God. So my foundation of scripture is out of Genesis 1-1, where it says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. We as believers have to set ourselves in agreement with the word of God. When it says, the word of God is saying, in the beginning, God created, okay? What part of that is confusing to you? I mean, if you're a believer, why are you, why are you having issues with your faith? Why are you, how can you even begin to allow somebody to persuade you that God doesn't exist, okay? Because clearly, by faith, you were saved, okay? So the word, you believe that by faith, and the word of God says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And the word also says, the earth was formless, empty, darkness covered the deep waters. And the spirit of God was hovering over the deep waters. Okay, so you had a, a formless, empty earth, and you had darkness covering the waters. Okay? And the word was hovering. Jehovah, Yeshua was hovering. The spoken word of God created and framed the world as we know it. I believe that was the love particle of God that hovered over the earth, okay? The intelligent designer, all right? So God, God created. His word alone means creation. When he speaks, or we're imitators of our father, some of us, we should have the same expectation, amen, to create. Uh, we can create good or bad, though, so we got to be careful with what we speak. Praise God. Okay. So the purpose of my teaching today is to make you fully aware, fully aware that as time progresses, more and more, we're going to be confronted by the world, by TV, people we know, passing by, um, you know, your boss, 
you know, they're, they're setting the standard. Whether they're saying anything or not, they're still setting the standard. And you're going to have to choose whether you're going to go along with it or are you going to be a standard in the earth? Are you going to be the mercy seat in the earth? Are you going to be the, the, the peace in the earth? Amen. Are you going to be a standard in the earth? Are you going to be seal of God? When God looks in the earth, is he going to see great faith? Are you going to be on God's radar? Okay. So these are things that we have to know that the spirit of persuasion is, is very prominent. You know, you know we, uh, we get complacent and, and we just get tired and we fall asleep. We're walking around asleep. Praise God. Praise God. You see, um, every day, we see it as we drive our cars. Um, a lot of people are known for this. The bumper sticker says, let's coexist. Okay? And I said, well, Lord, I said, coexist. I said, okay. Holy Spirit, so let's just touch on that for a moment. Coexist. I said, you have um, each letter that symbolizes a faith. You have the letter C, stands for Islam. The letter O stands for peace. You have the letter E that stands for male and female. Okay? So then you have the letter X that symbolizes Judaism. Have the letter I. The I stands for Wiccan Pinnacle. Stands for witches. Okay? Then you have the letter S. S stands for yin and yang, or Confucianism, okay? Praise God. And last, they have the T for Christianity. But they have C and O, Islam and peace together, really? Okay? And, they're, and the world is saying, can't we all get along? And your answer should be a screaming no. I mean, a shout out. Absolutely not. We cannot afford to compromise in this hour. I mean, yes, God loves the world, but we can't get along as they would have it. We can't compromise our faith by any means. Amen. Praise God. Amen. So just to um, name a few beliefs, um, we have atheism. They believe that there's no God, okay? Uh, we have uh, evolution. Of course, atheists believe in evolution. And evolution uh, derives from primates. We come from monkeys and apes, with the exception that humans don't live in, they don't dwell in trees, of course. But, um, but they see us deriving from apes and monkeys. God's intelligent design, they see us deriving from apes and monkeys. Okay? And then you also have the theistic evolutionist. Theistic evolutionist. I'm going to say it one more time. Theistic evolutionist. They are supporters of God and evolution. Hmm. Sounds a little bit like double-mindedness to me. Okay? That's crazy, isn't it? Okay, let's see. I'm going to believe in God, and I'm going to believe in evolution. 
okay? All right? Theistic evolutionists, they generally harmonize evolutionary thought with the belief in God. They hold that the teaching about creation and scientific theories of evolution need not contradict each other. Pretty much like, can't we just get along? Okay, so you got that same scenario. Praise God, hallelujah. I did a research um, and I looked up on the Gallup polls nationally. It showed that 42% of people nationally believe in creation. 31% believe in evolution and creation. 19% believes nothing, which is still a belief. Okay? Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. And as believers, we need to know the truth. We are the conception of the spoken word of God. Amen. We were, we are, and we was, and we were primordial in God. Primordial in God. That means that we were constituted at his beginning. We derive from God's loins. Okay? His seed, his sperm, his soil, his embryo, and his love. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Amen. All right. So once your mind is renewed, you have a responsibility to mature spiritually. It's not all on your leaders. Okay? Once you know the way and you've been saved for 5, 10, 15 years, there's no reason why you should be complacent, okay? Why are you being a burden on the body of Christ? Why are you being a burden? Why can't God call on you for anything? Okay? What are you good for? I, you know, haven't you seen the type of people where they'll hold on to you to get a prayer through? Okay? They have a form of godliness, but denying the spirit thereof. Okay? They'd come to you. Oh, I see your prayer's getting through, sister. Um, I'm believe, matter of fact, this happened to me. This is in the past, an old job I was working at. Um, the Lord had used me to be a standard in the earth form. So every day through training, I was sharing the word of God and using the wisdom to skillfully maneuver through my responsibilities at work, I was able to share the gospel. So, sister said, I heard your testimony. Things are happening with you. Can you pray for me that my hours, I have day hours when we come out of training? And I was like, uh, yeah, I don't mind. I'll pray for you. I said, but um, you're saved, right? Yeah. You know the word, right? Yeah. I said, well, you can pray for yourself, but I'll be more than happy to test and agree with you. Well, no, 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 Cynthia, I'm an, I, I really want you to just pray for me. So as God would have it, I did pray for her, and she did get the shift. God gave her the shift that she had a desire for. But yet still I told her, I said, you cannot 
clench on to my prayers. A lot of times people want to be in proxy to you to see what they can get. Okay, well, the Lord is blessing her, but let me stand over here by, let me stand over here by star. Okay, she seemed to have a breakthrough in her life. All right, so this is, this is, we got to be careful, you know. So getting back to the spirit of persuasion, um, it can cause you to turn your faith. And you'll start believing nothing. Okay, amen, praise God. Galatians 3.11 says, Oh, foolish Galatian. Oh, foolish believer. Oh, foolish believers. Who has cast a spell on you? Who has cast a spell on you to cause you to walk in unbelief? Who has bewitched you? Who has charmed you? Who has spoken into your life? Who have you been sitting under? Who has been imparting something to you? What internet portal has you opened up? You are a portal. What have you opened up yourself to? Okay? Hello? Jesus? Yeshua? Come on now. All right? The word of God says, for the meaning of Jesus Christ. Wait a minute. For the meaning of Jesus Christ's death was made as clear to you when you got saved as if you had seen a picture in front of you, as if you were slain at the foot of the cross, it was made real to you. Because everybody remembers when they first received the Lord. And if you don't, if you say you don't, you're lying. And Holy Spirit will bear witness to that. It's like in a dream when you go to sleep and you wake up. Man, that was, I felt like I was right there. That felt real. And you, and you tell somebody, this is what I, it felt like it actually happened. Right. What God says is like that to you. Okay? So you can't even begin to say, I, I, I don't remember it. I just didn't, didn't feel right. Unless there was a false conversion. And if it was, you need to do your first works over. Okay? You need to get it right. Praise God. All right. Let's talk about the Torah for a moment. Okay. <laughs> the Torah has a spiritual unveiling. The Torah reflects the will and wisdom of God. Who can reveal that except Holy Spirit to you? Okay. You have to understand that there's a conception of the word that takes place in your life before the travailing and the birthing begin. Okay. Travailing, okay? You need to travail over that thing. Your salvation is a spiritual birthing. So even from the beginning, everything is spiritual. There's a pressing in. There's a pressing in of your situation on your life to produce better and greater than, okay? 
There's a pressing in for the anointing for you to rise up in your calling and your purpose and your ability in the Lord. There's a pressing in for you to not just stay stagnant and no use to the Lord. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. The word of God is supposed to arouse you. Battle ready. Battle ready. Praise God. The word of God is supposed to arouse you. Just like a relationship. Anybody know about being aroused? Okay. All right. Okay. The Greek has several different meanings on the word arousal. One is awakening. Well, look at there. When you arouse, that means something is working on you. you, you, you it, it gets your attention. That felt good. Praise God. Amen. Praise God. Amen. And another word for arousal is wake up. Wake up. Wake up. Wake up, body of Christ. Okay? Be aroused by the word of God in this hour. You got to wake up. Amen. Every time the word of God comes before you, it's like an alarm clock. Can you wake up, please? Out of your slumber, your sleep, your mundane attitude, uneventful, unsightful, your run-of-the-mill life. Ain't nothing in you. Can't nobody bear witness to you. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. 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 Jesus. Praise God. The word says in Romans 13, 11, this is all the more urgent. This is all the more urgent. Let me say it one more time. Because some of y'all got to turn it to the right frequency. Okay. This is all the more urgent. For you know how late it is. You ain't got to keep asking me what time is it. That's funny. <laughs> what time is it again? <laughs> well, we got to be at church. What time we got to be there? What time is it? What time I have to be in position for the Lord? What time was I supposed to intercede? When was I supposed to pray for Sahid? you know how late it is. You don't have to keep asking me what time it is. You know the hour is at hand. Jesus. 
says, wake up. For your salvation is nearer now than when you first believed. Okay? Praise God. Amen. And another thing. When you hear the word of God, are you reminiscent of him when you're dealing with life situations and circumstances? When you're dealing with a job loss, when you're dealing with unruly people in the congregation, when you're dealing with unruly children, wife's not in submission, husband not in position, okay? When you're dealing with depression, sickness, when you're dealing with loss of income, house, when the enemy has touched your precious, you're precious. Those things you hold near and dear to your heart. You already know what those things are. Let's try this one off a size. What about when you're doing good? Are you reminiscing of the word of God? That's that balance there. That's that plumb line right across the board. Okay? Amen? Are you reminiscent? Of his word. Okay? Because when you hear the word of God, it should ignite something in you. But actually, your positive light should be already lit. So when the word of God comes, it needs to sit you on flame. Okay? Because if your positive light is not lit, if you're not connected to the source, it's not going to be lit. I run by gas. My house is run by gas. So my pilot light is always lit because it's connected to the what? The source. Okay. Flicker. A flick. Turning that handle. It's in flame. And that's how we need to be on fire for the Lord. Praise God. Praise God. Because what happens is when you're dealing with I'm just going to say light afflictions because we're not dealing with what they're dealing with overseas. It pales in comparison to what they're dealing with. I don't care if we lost a house, our car. God forbid if even somebody die. It still is a light affliction. Okay? Praise God. And you got to steal yourself in your mind and take authority. Cast down the word of God. Cast down those imagination that exalt itself above the word of God. Amen. I mean, you know, we, we, yeah, we're going to hurt, and it is difficult, and we're going to experience it because we, we are still in this body. But we're not going to stay in that place. You have to set yourself in agreement with the Word of God. Set yourself. Wake yourself. My minister said, when you wake up in the morning, you got to kill that flesh. Bam, bam. Kill it. Gotta take, you got to take authority over that. You have to command your morning. Amen. Command that morning. What's wrong? Okay. Do what you got to do, but you got to get back in. You got you to get back in the fight. When you step out of bed, you should be on the offense, people. Be on the offense. Strike first. Land a blow that'll land the enemy on his head. Jesus. Take 
get your home back, your children back, your husband back. Pray for somebody besides yourself. Jesus. We are used to the body of Christ. Okay. Kingdom of God need to be able to use you. How can God move in the earth except you be a vessel for the kingdom of God? He already did his work. He done left you here to, to do what you need to do. Be an Abaddon for the Lord. Be a standard in the earth for the Lord. Be the mercy seat for the Lord. Be salvation for another person in the Lord. Bring deliverance to people, the people of the world today. Amen. Praise God. Because when there's no fruit in your life and you've been saved for 15, 10, 15, 20 years, there's no harvest. At a run-of-the-mill old life Christian, you have a form of godliness. You, you've been long denied the spirit thereof. You're just an empty shell. When a tree bears no fruit and you prune it in every year and then it get infested with bugs, what happens to that tree? It gets cut down. It dies. The owner of that tree is going to cut it down. Amen. Amen. So what happens is God's going to command when you're not producing after a certain amount of time, I believe God's going to command you to die. Some of us, some of us naturally. Okay. Some of us naturally. I'm just going to give you what Holy Spirit gave me. Okay, because I'm not even here. I'm outside walking the street somewhere. Praise God. <laughs> Praise God. It says right here in Matthew 21, and Jesus seen a fig tree by the road. He came to it, and he found nothing. Such as some of us. He's finding nothing. He is finding nothing. But he always gives you another chance to get it right. But your time is running out, though. You know how young people say, oh, I got time. I said it, I got time. I got time. Okay, I have time. But you don't. Time is running out. So when Jesus found nothing, he said, let no fruit grow on this tree henceforward. Amen. So what happens next? And I know this message is not, not a feel-good message, but it's a needed message today, okay? It's a message to equip you to, alarm, to sound the alarm, amen? Because I may not be able to get you again all in one place. A pastor taught me that right there. Praise God. Amen. Praise God. So after God commands you to die spiritually, after you're producing after 15, 20 years, Word of God says in Romans 1, God turns you over to a reprobated mind. Reprobated literally means unapproved, rejected. You're literally worthless to the body, to the kingdom of God. You're worthless. Literally and morally, you are. And that's a sad thing. And you was like, Lord, I done labored and I I started my race well, but how are you going to end this race? How are you going to guard your mind against the world? What are you doing to help yourself? My pastor, minister, am I, 
sisters and brothers in Christ. Not, they're not at my home. They can't be, we can't be with each other all the time. It may come a day that we can't even get to each other. And we have to, you know, go to the word of God because we are, we're supposed to be a written epistle of the word. Okay? Yeah. So we have to, you know, have to raise up that standard and, and cover our minds and, and, and have the spirit of discernment upon you so you can discern when that spirit is, is trying to come in. Praise God. Got to pray about that thing. Amen. Praise God. So we don't want to be turned over to a reprobated mind because what happens is everything that you are resistant to concerning the word of God, when you're resistant to God's truth, Every spiritual conception becomes a stillborn. Worse yet, it becomes a miscarriage. And that's heavy right there. It's tight, but it's right. Praise God. Amen. So, are you going to be like the theistic evolutionist, double-minded? Or are you going to be solid, planted in the word of God, having the mind of Christ, not wavering when your faith, when the enemy comes for your faith? Are you going to deny the Holy Spirit? Are you going to believe? Are you going to believe that God exists, but we derive from evolution? Who does that? How do you do that? Yeah. Because if you're double-minded, James 1, 8 says, For being as he is a man with two minds, two minds, believe in God, but I believe in evolution, okay? It says that you're double-minded, you're hesitating, you're dubious, you're irre irresolute. You are unreliable to the kingdom of God. Once again, we are unreliable. We can't be counted upon. We can't even be accountable to God, Not even can't even go as far as uh, uh, ministers and to the church, but just to the body, okay? So we always have to discern for the spirit of uh, persuasion right? because it's coming for you. As soon as you, you can be sitting right here and you can be persuaded to do something else, okay? Let me, I need to get to my text message. I need to, something, instead of receiving the word of God, okay? Praise God. And the word of God says, truly let not such a person even imagine that he's going to receive, receive anything from the Lord. Praise God. Don't, don't, no, can't even imagine. So, in conclusion, to the message today. So let it be known today in this message that neither atheism, theistic evolutionism, Catholicism, Buddhism, Hinduism, Jehovah Witnesses, okay? Father, son, mother, wife, children, life, death, principalities, things present and things to come, ever separate you from the love of God. Amen? Praise God. Hallelujah! Praise your Lord! Hallelujah. Praise God. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God.
Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. I want to say glory to God in the highest. Glory to God. We praise God for the word that was brought forth from Sydney Evangelist. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, I am so spiritually proud because not only because she's my sister in the natural, but because she's my sister also in the kingdom of the Most High God. I mean, a double threat. Hey, hey, hey! Glory to God. I love you, Cindy. I love you too, man. We were blessed. We were richly blessed. And I'm glad you invited Kim, your friend, your, your children, your husband. Because I don't believe you ever had an opportunity to speak in this manner and this type of audience, right? Glory to God. One-on-one one on one evangelist. I minister to individuals. <laughs> but glory to God. You wouldn't have known because Holy Spirit took over. Holy Spirit, when the Holy Spirit take over, oh my God. I mean, can't he just make you look excellent and make you sound excellent? Holy Spirit takes over. I mean, it's all, it's all him. I mean, we were thoroughly, I mean, thoroughly, thoroughly, thoroughly just in awe of the anointing and the presence of God heavenly. And she, as a student, I'm spiritually proud because I am teacher male. And as a teacher, I'm A-A-A-plus spiritually in the kingdom of God. God, your father would say, I'm well pleased. He would say, I'm well pleased because my scripture is um, 2 Timothy 2, 3, 15. And it talks about really studying and, you know, rightly, accurately dividing the word of truth, analyzing, scrutinizing it. He says, so a workman need not be ashamed because he can rightly divide the word of truth. So you did an astounding job of rightly dividing the word of truth. Amen. Then she preached some, too. Then she preached some, too. Hallelujah. See, see, you know, the Holy Spirit, he came in, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit just took over. Amen.